Hey everyone, it's Tucker Dixon, and last week we discussed the blessings we know as mothers. Carl's mother could see nothing but beauty in her daughters, though she was a bit of a tiger mom with her sons with the surgical training and all. And in a surprise to no one, Vinny's mother couldn't stop herself from eating just absolutely everything in sight. As for my previous mother, it would have to be Mother Jones. She was a union advocate and a community organizer in the early 1900s. Now she has a website that's just full of articles that fucking suck. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. I don't like suits. <laughs> Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps, by creeps, for you creeps. I'm your host. My name is Vinny. The tower of power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And joining me, as always, is stupid Carl. Hey, what's happening, Vinny Paulino? Good to see you, buddy. Carl, we finally brought a guest back to the creep off. It's been way too long since we've allowed someone to compete and play this game with us. Yeah, usually it's when I'm out of town, but yeah. uh, I'm here. We've been sitting on this guest, guest score of four for a very long time, and we're going to see this guy next week in Nashville, and we figured it'd be fun to have him on. So, ladies and gentlemen, from the Shuli Show, it's Shuli Egar. Hey, Shuli. All right, gentlemen, coming up on fantasy stage, fold it up, whip it out, stick it in, tips on the hips, buddies for the honeys. Mahogany, you're on fantasy. Mahogany. <laughs> this is going to be a fun weekend coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a problem, but uh, we're going to be in Nashville next week for uh, WATP Live, right, Carl? That's correct. May 14th, WATPLive.com. You can still get tickets and, of course, the comedy show that night at Never Never. That's right. Who are these comics featuring yours truly and Mr. Shuley? We're right. going to be, be- uh, killing it. Yeah, I'll be doing that stripper bit for 24 minutes. So get your tickets. <laughs> Who are these comics.com is where you yeah. can get your tickets to the, the stand up show. I'm going to dance awkwardly behind him as he does. I'm, I'm not going to do bit. any material. I'm just going to ask people for stuttering John questions and I'll do a, a stuttering John Q&A. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. That'll kill. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just going to do stuttering John's entire uh, set. I'm not going to school with you guys. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It is the target audience. If there was ever a time for Stuttering John's material, that would be it. I feel like we need to transcribe that whole, all those DC interviews and and somehow convince a community college to put on a performance. Stuttering John goes to DC, you know? You can't possibly transcribe it. It's all sideways. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be written like Chinese. Man, I've been laughing so hard at that episode of Who Are These Podcasts from yesterday. If you just listen to The Creep Off and you don't listen to WATP, I doubt you exist. But if you are out there, please go listen to it. You'll laugh really hard at that guy. It's pretty good. Yeah. But we people finally- may think I'm, I'm bullshitting, but there were times on The Stern Show where shit was going on where in my head I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. 
And I had that feeling again the other day recording that episode with Kumia, just, you know, the fucking legend that he is just throwing out. And I've known for years how quick he is. I've heard, you know, tons and tons of hours of 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 uh, radio. These he's done. And you still you still walk away going, this fucking guy is so good. So I loved it. Well, my, yeah, my favorite helps. line of his was uh, the fizzle reel. John Zilli oh. committee with the fizzle reel. I was crying. <laughs> Line of the year. Yeah, so uh, basically, Centering John finally had his DC trip. Failed miserably, worse than any of us could have expected. And it was great to have Shuli and Anthony Kumia. Kaya was on as well. But you guys both have personal experiences with Centering John. So it was great to have both of you guys out there uh, reviewing that. Well, let's yeah. let's get back to the creep off, gentlemen. Yes. Let's get back to the task at hand. We had a contest last week, and we were trying to figure out who is the creepiest mom for Mother's Day. That's right. Shuli, I don't know if you heard, but this woman that I chose, her name was Adi, and she ate her baby's brains. Three Whoa. weeks old. She, like, murdered the baby and ate its brains. To which not, I not s- that part. Well, what she, Adi, is she Jewish? <laughs> no. That's what's crazy to me. <laughs> no, she is uh, Latino. Oh, uh, okay. Because I'm pretty sure Jew brain uh, brains are not uh, kosher, right? Uh, so I don't think any Jews will eat them. But wow, good for her. Yeah. Way to take way to way to go ahead of the pack there. Yeah, I thought I was unsinkable. I thought I had a very very good creep. And Carl, who was your creep again? Oh, my creep was Teresa Nor. Yeah, they made a movie about her. And Teresa uh, Nor was 67 percent of uh, the vote. Oh yeah, baby! Oh, another victory. I want to thank the Carl's cousin Ruse for coming out and voting. I ignited my base, and we got the vote out. Well, I guess congratulations. We're tied in the round, two to two. Cuz, cousaroo, cousaroo. Well, I think we're both fucked because we're sit- the guest column is sitting at four, and Shuli is going to play the game with us this week. Okay. And this week, uh, our category: we're going to Nashville. So, biggest creep from Nashville. Love it. Aren't we good at picking categories, gentlemen? I'm very proud of ourselves. Every now and again, we actually have a good reason for having a category, and then every other week, it's just Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> just we'll pick a state. Whatever it is, fucking pick a state. <laughs> Idaho. Doesn't matter. We could do a whole year on just Alaska, I think. Yeah. So, uh, Shuli, uh, Carl generally goes first because he won. Would you like Great. to go, go second or third? I'll go third. I want to I wanna close this puppy out. All right, my man. All right. Let's do it. I am bringing you a man known as the fast food killer. Vinny, you might even That's vote for nickname. me. That's my nickname. I've been called that for years. You might even vote for me this week, I have a feeling, because mm. Paul Dennis Reed is a bad dude. And it started off, now, his dad was an alcoholic, his parents got divorced when he was three, and so his paternal grandmother decided to, uh, to raise him. And there were some signs. There were some signs early on this guy might be a bad dude. Young Paul spends lots of time with his paternal grandmother, who he terrorizes by putting tacks in her food, spraying her with a water hose, and barricading her in her room. At one point, he attempted to set his grandmother on fire while she was asleep in her bed. Pretty good prank. (laughs) Yeah, these are all just kid games. Hide the tacks and grandma. It's all... Didn't Bam do that on uh, Jackass? (laughs) Yeah. As long as there's a film crew in there, it's hilarious. Hey, this is Bam. We're going to light Phil on fire. (laughs) Hey, April, did you know there's tax in that sandwich? (laughs) 
He was sent to one of these, one of these homes for uh, for children who can't get along real well in society. And uh, when he got out, he decided to go find his family. By the time he's a teenager, neither of his parents want him around. When Paul's 16, he attempts to sexually assault both his mother and his sister, so his mother kicks him out of the house. He goes back to live with his father, but there he attempts to sexually assault his other sister. He ends up getting kicked out of that house and ends up being arrested for auto theft. I don't know why these women aren't saying yes to this. <laughs> getting turned down a lot. He tried to rape reason. his own mother. He tried to rape his mom and his sister. And they're like, you can't do that. So he goes to live with his dad and tries to rape his other sister. Oh. It's not, he's not a good learner. He's oh, boy. Learning. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good. So after that, he turned to a life of crime. He uh, robbed four restaurants and a hardware store. He was arrested for this and given 20 years but he did not serve 20 years. Reed is sentenced to 20 years behind bars for robbing four restaurants and a hardware store. Paul was released after only serving seven years. Several criminal justice professionals and experts told as many people as they could, he's a danger to society, he's going to hurt somebody else, but it didn't matter. He did his seven years, the prisons were too crowded. It was time to put Paul on the streets. So, Paul's- I mean, how many times is he going to try to rape his own mom, guys? Come that's, on. That's true. <laughs> Eventually, you, you learn. It's not going to work. Rape, uh, try to rape my mom twice? Shame on me. You understand? <laughs> so he decides he, he's going to like live a normal life, and he gets his CDL, and he's a truck driver. Well, just a month or two into that career, he gets into a horrible accident, and from that accident is awarded a bunch of money. He takes that money to get plastic surgery and move <laughs> to Nashville to become a country singing star. Nobody in Nashville is going to know I tried to rape my mama. I have a fresh start. He's a fresh start, and he's changed his name to Justin Parks. I, he, called, I call this song the I Tried to Rape My Mama Blues. He's going he's <laughs> to be the next Garth Brooks. I tried to find some of his music. It's not readily available on my Spotify player. Apparently, he didn't end up making it big. Oh, he must have signed mm. with title. So or he or he boycotted Spotify with Neil Young yeah, and he just possible. took all his stuff off. Yeah. He might be mad at Joe Rogan. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. So he then uh, realizes that he's not making a lot of money on this music career, so he has to get a job at this restaurant called Shoney's. Where, oh, gross! Yeah, he's like a dishwasher or something at uh, Shoney's. And there's this other place, Captain D's, is another restaurant in Nashville. Captain D's is a seafood joint, isn't it? It is. It's like Long John Silver's, but not. I, I Was I looking for random information about restaurants from you right now, Vinny? I know you know it. You it's primal. It. It's Let, primal. He can't shut it off. Let's talk about Shoney's, gentlemen. Shall we talk yeah. about Shoney's? Vinny's like, get the number seven, never get the number six. It is a ripoff. I can't believe they charge yeah. six ninety five dollars for that. Vinny, yeah. ham cubes, pro, con, where's your stance on it? Uh, yeah. It depends on who's bringing them to the buffet that day. Okay, okay, I respect I, it. I think that's a pro. I think that's a thumbs up. It's always a pro. <laughs> if, if it's old Scott Steiner, then uh, it's a, I'm a pro. So he goes to this place, Captain D's. He says, I want an application. I'm at Shoney's. He's got a Shoney's apron on. I, I need a change of pace. I want to work here. They say, come back in the morning. The manager's going to be there. So he comes back first thing in the morning. They're not even open yet because, you know, seafood, breakfast, not a, a thing, right? So he comes in there. There's just two employees there. There's a 25-year-old father of three who's the manager, and a 16-year-old girl works there part-time. He convinces them that he's giving them an application. They let him in the door, and he then robs the place. 
So he pulls out a gun, he robs the place. Now, remember, he was arrested for four armed robberies in restaurants back in Texas. He's learned from this. He shouldn't, don't leave any survivors. That's the problem that you have <laughs> when, when you're robbing places of the $2,000 or whatever kind of money they have laying he around. He should have killed his mom and his sisters. They never would have said anything. He should have, if he had the Listen, chance. A robbery should be like a plane crash. It should end the same way. Nobody's walking away from it, okay? Well, it's, that is his philosophy it. on this. So and an does, insurance payout to the survivors. So he, he has yeah. them open the safe, he takes the money, and then he brings them into the freezer or the cooler in the back and executes both of them. Now, this 16-year-old girl, Sarah, she was shot twice, but she's not dead. What do you do in this situation, Vinny? We've been doing this show a couple of years now. What do you do in this situation? Okay, Sarah yes. should play dad. Yes. What you want to do is lay there until he leaves. She mm. does not do this. She is a dummy. Suddenly, there's a noise coming from the cooler. The killer returns and finds Sarah Jackson struggling to pull herself up. He shoots her two more times, then flees the scene with the restaurant security tapes in hand. Oh, boy. <laughs> Whoopsie. You so. showed him, Sarah. <laughs> she thought she was a superhero. He just got Way to struggle for life, dummy. Yeah. Yeah. You never heard of an army crawl, dude? Yeah, I mean, right? what the fuck? So, could you he, imagine fucking dying in a Captain D's restaurant? Like, that's the last day of your life. Holy oh, my shit. gosh. And a morning shift, too. You're there to open with your boss. I'm not even happens. supposed to be here today. <laughs> so, of course, uh, this is a crime scene, and they want to get to the bottom of who this was. There wasn't all that much in the way of evidence left behind. Except for the shoe prints on the floor, but no <laughs> fingerprints itself. This criminal, this killer was a bit more sophisticated than your average armed robber. More than $7,000 has been stolen, including $250 in coins. So they remember that this guy came in the night before with this Shoney's apron. So they get a composite sketch and they show it to the employees at Shoney's. I like to think that maybe he just came back like, hey, I hear you have a management position open. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I picture the sketch is just the apron. It's not him. And they're like, is this what it looked like? <laughs> they're like, the yeah, I recognize, I recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's our apron, dude. Yeah. Law enforcement shows the sketch the to right workers there. at the nearby Shoney's. They ask, does this guy match any description? They say, yeah, we've got a guy that works here named Paul Reed. Interesting enough, though, Paul Reed had called in to Shoney's restaurant on the morning of the 16th and claiming that he had car trouble and couldn't make it to the restaurant. So the detectives then take Paul Reed's name, they run it through, NCIC, National Crime Identification Check, comes back, negative hits. The investigation stalls. Oh, so they know who it is. They have positively identified this person, and there's nothing they can do. Good job, law enforcement. Nice work. Our hands are tied, guys. Like, what Much does that like even their mean? Their hands were tied yeah. when they were killed. What does that mean? They looked at it and said, "Oh, we don't see any records, so we're not even to bother going and talking or questioning." This also, man. this guy does have a criminal record. He spent seven years in prison. I don't know if I feel safe going to Nashville now. <laughs> Holy shit! You shouldn't. You shouldn't. This is very incompetent. That's the equivalent to somebody like somebody running up to an EMT and going, this man needs mouth to mouth. And the EMT going, ew, that's gay. <laughs> that's gay. <laughs> what am I going to kiss a guy? Yeah, that's good. So this guy that decides he's going to go to McDonald's next. And McDonald's is closing up for the night. There's three employees all on their way out. He pulls out a gun, brings them all back inside, does the same thing he did. Let's go to the safe. Let's take the money. And then he executes all of them. Except for this one guy, Jose Gonzalez, who was not executed because guy. you know Jose, yeah, it's pretty popular in these uh, parts <laughs> of the of the country. So uh, his gun jams, uh, this uh, Paul Reed's gun jams, 
And so Jose is spared, and he decides to fight back. Mr. Gonzalez is about to be executed, and all of a sudden the weapon itself misfires. Jose stood up and started fighting with the gunman. But the gunman was resourceful. He picked up a knife, and he started stabbing Jose 17 times, actually, almost slicing off one of his fingers. Jose eventually went down and pretended he was dead. There you go, Jose. Jose, muy bueno, mi amigo, muy bueno. <laughs> you know, Carl, if that dude pulled a gun, even if it jammed, I would still play dead. Yeah, I would oh, you got me. <laughs> You'd make the noise. You'd like a wrestler slap at his, his leg. You would make it. you go, <laughs> oh. you go oh. Dude, I, I'd be like uh, building. What a good shot. I'd be like building seven. I would just crumble <laughs> to the ground an hour later. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like he's ready to he's like, OK, this is my chance. I'm going to fight this guy. I'm going to survive. And you start a fight right next to the knives. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Whoops. Fuck. Damn. Bad, bad. Couldn't have started this by the tartar sauce. <laughs> by the fish wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, this guy, once again, he thinks he's killed all of them and he takes all the money. And if you think about like robbing a fast food restaurant, it's, they're not going to have a ton of money. There, you know, it's mostly just. Like I mean, if chains. you're hitting a Chick Fil A in Huntsville, okay, you're, you okay, Correct. you got enough. For <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> yes, but a McDonald's and a, you know, and a Shoney's, a show, you may have more money in your pocket coming into that fucking Shoney's <laughs> than you're gonna have coming out. Well, yeah, a, a Chick Fil A in Alabama is gonna have more money than any dispensary in Colorado. <laughs> They're gonna have more cash <laughs> on hand. <laughs> That's really the right strategy. Yeah. $2,300, mostly in coins, is missing. This guy oh. is stealing change. Jackpot. Uh, 2300 You hear him coins. coming four blocks away. He's just, it's like Santa Claus walking just, up the street. Just patrol the coin stars in the area. Wait for this guy to get his uh, Red Lobster gift certificate or whatever you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, uh, I need rolls for these bloody quarters <laughs> so I can deposit them. Thanks. So obviously they link these two crimes together. They say, okay, we think it's probably the same person. But again, he's done a nice job. He hasn't left any evidence. You mean these cops figured that out? Yeah, somebody did. <laughs> somebody figured it out. So then he's hitting up a Baskin Robbins with a 21-year-old mother and a 16-year-old girl who are working there. And this time, because of the issue he had with uh, our buddy Jose, he decides to just take them with him. So, oh. he, so when they then uh, look at this Baskin Robbins and this uh, robbery, all the money has gone out of the safe, but the two purses are still there and the women are missing. And this is the worst part of the whole thing, Vinny. The victim's purses were found at the store, which had surprisingly been left untouched. A mop and bucket were found in the customer area, and the freezer was left wide open. Another crime for any ice cream lovers out there. Cookie Puss! Come on! Leave the freezer open, dude? It's bad form. How could you, you monster? He's a monster. I do, I do Born in a barn? Guy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right. So then, um, I guess $1,200 was stolen from this restaurant. <sighs> Again, a ton of change. You, do you think stealing. you can get away with that <laughs> without having legal, legal ramifications? You're oh out of your God. fucking mind. You melt a freezer full of ice cream, you're going to pay. Also, Baskin Robbins is never a place that I'm like, ooh, if I only had the kind of money that they have back in that safe, that's oh. going to really change my life. <laughs> I need some B&R money. All right, so <laughs> these women are missing, and the next day they are found. Investigators arrive and examine the body. 
It's a woman. Her hands have been bound behind her back with a Baskin-Robbins apron. They search the woods nearby for clues. Approximately 100 feet away is a second victim. The woman in the woods is Michelle Mace. The one in the water is Angela Holmes. Both victims suffered long and slow deaths. They were stabbed multiple times and their throats sliced. So this guy's a real creep. Is the, uh, the doesn't he have a gun? Why is he stabbing people now? Yeah, now he's like stabbing people and then die slowly. But guess what? A knife never jams, Vinny. That's, okay, that's a good point. That's probably well, why. I guess I'm the idiot again. The there stabbing it is, gun. Yeah. unpredictable. Okay, that's all right. right, I'm the problem again. So Here far, so far, this guy, um, Paul Reed, has not been all that fun or funny to talk about, aside from the grandmother thing, until now. He decides because he got fired from Shoney's. Because he chucked a plate at a co-worker's head and it smashed all over the place. That'll do it. That's <laughs> they, the they one fu- thing Shoney's doesn't stand for. It says it right there in the training video. Would it be funny if he threw the plate because the knife jammed? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, can you out. not do? Can you not be odd job from James <laughs> Bond uh, at this fucking job and kill someone? So he got fired back in February. He decides, you know what? Instead of like robbing and murdering people for $1,200 at a time in quarters, maybe I should just get my job back. So he goes to his old boss's house to ask for his job back. Please tell me he holds up a radio like John Cusack. (laughs) (laughs) Or or does he kidnap him and bring him into his RV uh, like uh, Uncle Eddie and uh, from uh, National Lampoon? Yes, this is much more accurate. Shuley, I think that's what he was watching when right. he uh, came up with this plan. So it's funny because this guy's a 45-year-old guy. His kids are there at home with them, and they're videotaping. There's videotaped footage of him walking into this guy's door to ask for his job back. So, oh, my God. I yeah. was just wondering if you could see it in your heart to bring me back on. I'm sorry about throwing that plate, but you see my knife jammed, and I'm very sorry for the whole situation. Yeah, so it's not going to happen. 45-year-old Mitch Roberts, who manages a Shoney's restaurant in Nashville, is home with his family. His son is recording this video when an unexpected visitor shows up at the front door. It's his former employee, and his name is Paul Reed. Roberts had fired Reed back on February 27th, which was 11 days after the Captain D's murders. Now, Reed is on his doorstep, begging for his old job back. All right, I guess I explained all of that before I played that clip, but you like that music, though, right? Pretty it's cool. great. Okay. Yeah. Real fucking snappy. Let's see what happens next. Robert Plus, I'm a stoner. Reed. I forget. You yeah, know, okay. So I do like to say the, things twice to make sure I get clip my point plays, I've, I'm like, I never heard that before. <laughs> Roberts walks Reed to his car. Paul Reed pulled a gun on him, pulled handcuffs out of his pocket, instructed Mitchell to put them on, and said, you're coming with me. Mitch runs back to his front door. Reed follows. Only now, he's armed with a knife. At the porch, Paul rushes his former boss, but Roberts fights back. He pushes Paul Reed, uh, slams the door in his face, yells to his wife to get a gun, despite the fact he doesn't own a firearm. He's just trying to use this, uh, obviously, as a uh, slight intimidation tactic. The tactic works. Reed runs back to his car and speeds off. All right. This, is this guy's like this guy's a groundlings graduate. Clearly, he's <laughs> gonna improvise. He's he's going load the Winchester. You know, he's getting specific. Get the and, cannon. Like, and she's going what? And he goes just yes and just yes and. <laughs> we talked about this. Are we doing party courts? No, no. We're do- you know the other thing to me uh, is, and I'm no expert. I only I had a job in Burger King. Uh, for a little while. That was pretty much my only fast food experience. This approach is not going to get your job back. No, uh, I, I, you know, 
I, I don't mean to sound like a snob, but I think you're coming at this the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, so apparently he felt bad about it, Julie, because he was thinking the same thing that you were, where he's going, I'm trying to get my job back. And now I'm like handcuffing this guy, threatening to kidnap him. Like he's not going to want to work with me <laughs> every day when I'm doing that. So he decides to call him up and apologize. Minutes later, Mitch Roberts is in his living room <laughs> recounting the crazy events to law enforcement when something even crazier happens. The phone rings. Who is it? Paul Reed. He wants to apologize. Roberts, at the officer's request, coaxes Reed to return to the house. When Mr. Reed arrives at the location, uh, he is taken down uh, into custody immediately. What an idiot. You know what? Actually, come back over. I, I have a present for you. You're going to love it. <laughs> now, the there's going to be a big X in my front yard. Would you please stand <laughs> on it? I picture the manager picking up his phone, and, and his first line is, it used to be Sebastian's opening line, where he just goes, <sighs> the week I had today, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's just it, to call the guy. But listen, I rolled my ankle. I'm not myself today. Mitch, I, don't I know am truly do. sorry, Mitch. I know, but I know we could get past this. I'm a good worker and yeah, I still have my fresh. apron. I still yeah, have my apron. Take two. Take, take two. two. Let's right. start fresh. <laughs> let's wipe the slate clean. Let's pretend the whole handcuff and stabbing thing didn't happen. Let's go take two. This right. guy's like the Rupert Pupkin of fast food. <laughs> so now he's taken into custody, but the only thing they have him on is this attempted kidnapping. So mm. they might not be able to hold him very long, but they know this is the guy. This is the guy from the other incidents at the fast Something food Something tells me he's going to help them figure that out. Huh? Well, they do <laughs> get a search warrant. And they search oh. his home. Investigators search Reed's apartment. They find four one-gallon jugs containing more than $1,000 in coins. <laughs> You're a stupid dumbass. Fucking idiot with his stupid coins. The coins got him caught. No one else has $1,000 in coins in their house. What are you doing? In his, in his defense, <laughs> he, he <laughs> yeah. thought they were marked like bills. <laughs> yeah, so right. he didn't want to rush to the bank right away. I just want to make sure there were no die packs in there. I mean, there's there's <laughs> there's literally change machines at every supermarket that you just dump it in the fucking thing. Or, or surely I'm going to offer this. Don't yeah. steal the change. <laughs> you don't, don't need it. Change. It's not, it's not a, helpful. It weighs you down. It gets you caught. What I you personally doing? have a bills only policy. Yes, That's just me. Right. <laughs> That's just right. me when accepting payment. Bills only, please. So um, obviously he is uh, then arrested and convicted of these uh, these counts. He tries to pretend he's insane. He tells them that the government's watching him every day and he tries to do all this shit. They don't buy it. And uh, he is sentenced to death. By the final trial, Reed had received seven death sentences for his crimes. Yep, seven. This just happens to be the most death sentences ever handed out to a single person. Wow, sounds like a winning creep to me. Fucking good at math, Tennessee. Way to go. <laughs> Yeah. Bring really back. Numbers, guys, Next month, you? number three. Bring them back. <laughs> All right, this is the last thing that I want to play because this is what pisses me off the most, and I hope this isn't still the policy. As a result of Reed's spree, several fast food chains in the Nashville area began closing earlier. That sucks. Wow, dude. When I when I need some Taco Bell. Yeah, After it's, the it's one club. thing. It's one thing when Popeyes runs out of chicken. Sure, it's another thing when you're shutting me down because you're worried you're going to get your throat slit in the <laughs> freezer. Jesus, 
I mean, didn't he go there at breakfast time too? Isn't this just completely stupid and wrong? <laughs> yeah. Right. By the way, you're never going to get honored like first responders did during COVID with this kind of bullshit, this little ticky tack bullshit. Oh, we're scared. We're going to get killed. Let's shut down. Yeah. Tell it to the guy who works at the 7-Eleven. He's got like six <laughs> right? bullet wounds in him already. Right. He's still there. So that is my creepiest person in Nashville, Paul Dennis Reed, who, by the way, died of natural causes at the age of 56, was never actually put to death. Well, God got him. But God got him. All God right. Damn, we were just about to start that first of seven death penalties, <laughs> and the fucking guy gets COVID and dies. All right. Unbelievable. That, they just yelled at the body. That's only one. That's only one. <laughs> Guys, got, one of the guards like, that's not fair. Hey. Yeah, you, wake up. Can you imagine they got the defibrillator out? They're bringing it back to life just to kill him again. All right, one more time. One more time. He probably came back just enough to go, fuck you, and then went back down again. <laughs> well, uh, I guess it's my turn now, Carl. Yeah. Okay. Well, today we're going to go uh, check into the year 2017. I'm going to show you gentlemen a picture of my creep today. All right. There he is. You want to guess the profession by the picture? Yes, I will. I'm going to say he's a professional suit wearer. I've never seen someone wear a suit so well. Uh, Used car salesman or car salesman. Close. That, my friends, is Reverend Matthew Dennis Patterson. Ah. He goes by uh, Brother Denny to all of his oh, congregation boy. at the Nolansville Road Baptist Church all right, in Nashville, you win, Tennessee. Vinny. All right. What do you got, Julie? <laughs> He served there as pastor for 17 years, gentlemen. Brother Denny was married to uh, Sister Amy. He had four children, Caleb, Joshua, Grace, and Emily, who was four years old at the time of the, what we are going to be discussing today. Now, let me tell you just a little bit about this church that this gentleman pastored, because I'm sure you are fascinated and interested to know. They are a Baptist fundamentalist church, okay. which means we don't play around bullshit around here. We are a traditional church. They have on their website, I went and looked at it today. Tell me if this is not the worst sales pitch you've ever heard for anything. Timeless or trendy, question mark? Malls are trendy. Church should feel timeless. Ugh. With the forceful current of constant change sweeping over every part of our lives, people have the need to connect with something enduring and firm. We believe that Christ designed the church to fulfill that need by representing an eternal kingdom and ageless truth with no need to imitate the culture. We want you to know there's still a church that feels like church. It won't feel like a rock concert or a comedy club or a motivational seminar. It won't be fun or interesting or entertaining in any single way. It's, it's timeless. Pure torture. Yeah, I like that they're taking shots at other approaches yeah. to religion, but and at the same time, like proudly going, "We'll suck." Yeah, you know, you're not gonna get anything you, of that. You here. know when you read about the medieval times and you're like, "I just wish I was alive at that time period." Well, nope. now you can enjoy it just yeah. like they did. The only show you get is every Sunday morning. You get one a week, but <laughs> it's not old fashioned as in 50 years ago. It's timeless as in 2,000 years ago. Whoa! Yeah. Deep. Some deep shit. That's when Shuli's people killed the Lord. That's right. And 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 pretended dinosaurs existed or whatever other <laughs> bullshit. You planted those boats, Shuli, and you know. Yeah. It. 
Yeah. Uh, so one fact, uh, fun fact I learned about Denny, not a fan of the gays or trans people. I'm sure not. No, not even a little Traditionally, that's been frowned upon by the church. Usually when they've sucked a bunch of cock, they they end up not being a fan of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's usually they go hand in hand because like, they know from experience no what thanks. not to be a fan of. I'm full. Yeah. <laughs> <Just burping> <laughs> <up> <laughs> uh, the, he said. He was a vocal opponent of an anti-discrimination bill in Nashville that was being considered by the city council. The measures were designed to protect jobs and housing for lesbian, gay, and bisexual people. Okay. Patterson brought church members to come protest and told the local papers, we want to make sure we keep the pressure on and let them know that anytime they bring this up, we'll be down here to oppose it. Wow. <laughs> Like, that's a special kind of fucking asshole, right? Like, can we agree on that? That's a special yes. kind of asshole. So I want to show you, like, I had a great time because his Twitter is still up before I get into what he did. But I just had a good old time on this guy's Twitter. Let's start with this one. This one is a picture of a rainbow. Okay. And it says, saw this a moment ago. It has always been and always will be a sign of God's promise, not a symbol of man's sin. All right. So, like, even a broken clock is right twice a day. I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that makes sense. Okay. Great. Uh, how about this one? Thankful I could stop by and visit one of our junior churches today. It's a blessing to impact these young hearts and minds. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Look at that yeah. room full of fresh-faced youngsters. Uh, Just a whole room word, of fucking kids word, alone with him and his camera. The word impact under his name uh, with these kids. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not liking this. It's yeah. written on the back wall. Also, you see that? It's impact. I want to point out that every single one of these kids dresses better than Stuttering John when he's trying to be professional. <laughs> you mean you just tell me none of these kids' parents stuffed a sweatshirt out under no, the suit? No, you don't put sweatshirts under the suit, under John. That's not clothes. what you do. So <laughs> they're also very into uh, reaching out to people. Look at this one. There's a picture of this woman. What the fuck do you think is happening here? There's a picture of a woman with a blanket on her head sitting in front of the side to the church. Okay. It says, God has literally brought people from many nations nations, tribes, and tongues to our doorstep. Pray for us this week as we tell them of Jesus. There's literally a woman sitting on the ground, and he took a picture of her like she was a it's, prop. It's, yeah, it's not even a good photo. If you're going to do something like that, at least get her, like, focused. She's I mean, not even in focus. He's just trying to shoot propaganda, yeah. which is wild. But uh, they did this really nice little boys' choir here. I'll show you this picture. How many tweets are we going to read here, Finny? I mean, I'm assuming this guy did something pretty gnarly, and we're reading his tweets and criticizing them. So I far, just... all this guy's done is waste my time yeah. today. Yeah. No shit. Look at all these little kids. The creep is Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> He's just anti-religion over mm -hmm. here. He's like, you know what? I'm not even that big into Jesus. Like, okay, Vinny, Vinny we got Vinny, it. flip over all the cards. How many kids did he fuck? Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Mr. Shuley, I just want to show you a fun one. Jesus Christ. This is a good one. You're going to like this one. It uh -oh. says, please pray for a Jewish man who has been visiting our church. He just called the office and asked me to come by to discuss salvation. <laughs> oh, please. No Jews doing that. Yeah, well, hold on. No hold on, guys. He followed that up just a little bit later. Rejoicing that David, a Jewish man who has been visiting our church, just trusted in Jesus Christ, our Bullshit. Savior. Bullshit! What? I'm calling shenanigans on that tweet. I love how yeah. he's basically just going, We got one! <laughs> <laughs> like, he's trying to brag, like, weird brags. Uh, so, 
Here's the thing. This guy. No one told me there was going to be boasting. This guy was getting paid a lot of money by the church. He had a parsonage, which is a free house to live in right next door to the church. Yeah. They paid all of his bills. This guy had everything fucking made. Everybody, he's a respected member of this community. That's your definition of having everything made. Having it yeah. fucking made, where all you're just basically mind fucking people all week long, and then you go back to the house that they're paying yeah. for for you to live in. I love yeah, that he's got that's he, pretty fucking good. He's got four kids, a nagging wife. And just because he doesn't have a mortgage payment, you're like, this guy's got the most amazing life ever. I wouldn't trade any amount of my life for this. This seems By terrible. By the way, I had friends that that had a house that was paid for. Uh, they just had to live with this autistic guy who jerked off 24 <laughs> hours a day. So uh, they did not ever once say, this is the life, and we got it made. I got to say, though, that's kind of like moving into an apartment that has a strange smell after a while. You just get used to <laughs> that's it. True. That's you true. You just oh, get used I- to Barry. I would go visit and he would open the door and he goes, hi, what's your name? And I go, it's Shuli. And he goes, hi, Shuli. I'm Ben. When's your birthday? And I go, uh, October 8th, 74. And he goes, Shuli, October 8th, 74. And he takes out his hand to shake my hand. And from a back room, I hear my friend go, elbows only, motherfucker. Elbows only. <laughs> and, the guy, and then the guy went like this. He put his elbow out. Oh, like I'm this, sorry. And then, we touched elbows and I go, what? what's up with that? He goes, motherfucker won't stop jerking off all day long. So I'm guessing he's not washing his hands in between. Is that so what you're telling me you're visiting, you're visiting your buddy and this guy's in the next room going, surely 1974. <laughs> Just yeah. Great. You're in Just the spank deep. bank now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. At least so, I'm wanted. Feels okay. Good. <laughs> I'm going to shorten this up, guys. Here we go. September you sure 24th. You want to read 20 more tweets, Smitty? <laughs> I just, I, I was tickled by these. <laughs> On September 24th, 2017, Brother Denny abruptly resigns. Says Uh-oh. he wants to spend more time with his family. And within three days, he has relocated his entire family to Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, <laughs> the that's never town. good. Yeah, that's, that's, never, that's, that's never a move up. Yeah. Again, free house. Fuck it all. We're gone. We're, we're in Pittsburgh now. Yeah. So the next day, a group of families come to the church and they start making some allegations. And they said that uh, Brother Denny did some weird stuff to their little boys. Mm. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, this is so creepy and weird to me. I don't even it's like silly. But he would get these kids into his office. Mm-hmm. He would make them strip down to their underwear. Mm-hmm. And then he would have them sit on his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He had all these little boys just coming into his office in their little tiny whiteies, their little underoos, and sitting on his face. <laughs> now, this is a fundamentalist church. They don't speak in tongues. So right. I'm Well, just... he did when they were sitting on his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I believe he became a Pentecostal. He's just, <laughs> yeah. He's just fucking little boys don't know how to wipe. Ooh, and this guy's my. got these little fuckers sitting on his face. Eight victims come forward. By the way, grown men don't know how to wipe. <laughs> yeah, too. right, exactly. So, I'm not taking my chances on any age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's, I got a good idea. Asses out of faces, except for the brass rail stables this Saturday night in Nashville, Tennessee. See you all there. Um Either way, this guy's gone. He's in another state. He's just hoping everybody fucking leaves him alone and everything blows over. Cops get involved because the church went to a lawyer and said, hey, should we do anything about this? 
And like, yeah, you fucking idiots, you should. You should contact the police. So they go to. Are you sure? I like it. I like that. You know, there was one lawyer that goes, it's just one kid. Let's <laughs> yeah, see, right. Let's see. You know, you know. Your soul was in there just going, oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> He's gone now. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a spark. It's not a full fledged fire. You guys Relax. still want traditional church or what? <laughs> what do you guys want here? Right. This so, was the uh, promise. Uh, if I had to get start a case for every time one of these stories comes out, <laughs> just let's wait and hear the whole thing. So all the people in the church tell the cops, we had no idea he was doing this. Sure. We had no idea. Nobody had any idea. Nobody thought it was weird when he added this to the hymn book. Sit on my face and tell me that you love me. I'll sit on your face and tell you I love you. A traditional hymns, you know? <laughs> good stuff. It's a good one. Eight victims come forward and say they were blessed by him from 1996 to, 20, uh, to 2017. Uh, cops investigate this for six months, go to Pittsburgh, drag him back. Now, he did a lot more shit. But it did not come out because he pled guilty to keep everything quiet. Okay. We know so, that this guy wanted dirty little boys' bottoms in his face and that he would go preach at people and tell them how to live their lives and that the gays are wrong. And also, if he found a boy that he really liked, he would exclaim, What an asshole! <laughs> now, you're saying eight cases. He ended up from, from, from when to when? From 96 to 2017. So now, okay. It ends up there's Look. 10 kids, but there was multiple incidents with I, all these kids. Hold on. Let's he hear, was let's hear Shuley out. I think he's going to make a good point here. Let's hear this out. Here's what I'm saying. And, and you know, I feel terrible if this happened to any kid. Sure. You know, this this should not. Even one is too many in my book. Yes. One is too many, Carl. <laughs> but let's focus on the word here that is kid. Okay. When you are driving yourself. To go sit on your pastor's face, you aren't really a victim anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's kind of just the way I look at it. When, right. when you're ordering an Uber and your phone and paying your mortgage on the way to sit on your pastor's face. Making a lot of good points. Yeah. I'm but just, again, one's too many. <laughs> Listen, man, Take I'm that. just going to say this guy has little boys coming into his office to sit on his face. All the time, and he's going around trying to convert Jews, tell the gays they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? Who we is to bring this it back to what's creep? really important here. Yeah, Can I right. just explain this guy is a creep? This is creepy, disgusting. Yeah. I can't even believe you guys aren't even going with me on this. But either way, he pled guilty to 10 counts, which means there ended up being 10 kids that they found. Now, this church brought in a bunch of children, okay. a right. ton of kids from that spoke different languages. So they don't know how many victims he has. And in fact... I think this guy could have been a Jeffrey Epstein. I want you to see one last tweet, okay? All right. This is an important one. Look at this tweet. I found a pilot. Now I just need a private chat. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight. You know, you might want to just delete all of your tweets just in case. He looks like he's holding this child like a puppet. That's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I just want to point that out. He's got Jesus may be his co-pilot, but little Webster there is riding the throttle, all right? Now, I mean, did you um, hide the identity of that child, or did Twitter do that? Uh, I did. You did that. I okay. did that just for the sake of Hey, you're decency. a class act. You really are, Vinny. Way to go. Yeah. All Good right, job. I'm done. I'm fucking done with both of you. Go <laughs> ahead, Shirley. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. Now, listen, uh, you know, this is my first time doing your show. It's my first time hearing about the show. <laughs> 
really. I've, <laughs> I'm not promoting I've, uh, it enough on WATP. <laughs> no, I, I shut up. As soon as you guys stop talking about anything that interests me, I yeah. shut the show Smart. off immediately. I've been avoiding this as long as possible. I'll tell you because... what's easy. is just uh, turning off his show. It's way easier. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> but I will say this. Knowing you guys uh, and knowing the amount of work you guys put in, I knew there would be homework to the show, and already it upsets me out the gate. Carl knows I, uh, you know, my skill is putting in as little effort as possible and hitting it out the park. Truly, not only time. do I know that, but every single listener to WATP knows that. Yes, this is Thank well you. documented. And the more you nerds cry about it, the less I'm going to do. Because here's <laughs> here's let me tell you about skill. OK, mm-hmm. doing homework for a week and pulling clips on a guy who's fucking he's home plate and every kid's sitting on him. That that that's fine. Yeah. But you show up and not know a goddamn thing about what you're talking about and still make it work. Now that that is where the magic is. So, yes, I sent you a name for the creep off. All right. And once I heard super nerd Carl go first over here, I go, all right, this guy's out. I'm going to my backup and my backup, ladies and gentlemen, is a name a gentleman by the name of Nicholas Newhart. Whoa, he's from, throwing us a curveball. This is going to be the first time that someone's doing the old switcheroo on us here. Buddy. That's right. He's from Nashville, okay? And he was arrested in Nashville. Now, did he uh, <laughs> slaughter women? Did, did he molest children? No. He did something much creepier. Okay. And you know it's creepy because of where... I'm going to read you the first line of this article. According to Global News... The suspect was drinking at Kid Rock's bar. Nope. Uh-oh. All right. Shuli okay. with the W. Damn it. Okay. God damn it. So I here we go. I too much effort this morning. Here we go. This is, this is insert any Kid Rock song you want right now, because that's what's playing on the at the bar. You <laughs> yeah, can't pick anything else, yep. right? And they say here that uh, Mr. Newhart, away. <laughs> anything, anything. We'll put that bitch Cheryl Crow song in his on. Do it. So according to reports, Mr. Newhart was blocking uh, an emergency exit in Kid Rock's bar and security had asked him nicely to not block this emergency exit. You would imagine uh, the exits are very busy in that place. <laughs> yes. And, uh, <laughs> And I love that they know it's a Kid Rock bar. And at any point, this could turn into a great white show. You know what I mean? So we got to keep these exits clear because we don't know what the owner of this place is the craziest one here. Forget that. Right, right. Exactly. The name on the building is the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows where this could go? (laughs) So they ask him nicely to uh, move. And he does not accept this. He is not a fan of it. He gets uh, very loud. He gets belligerent. And then security goes to step in and physically remove him, at which point Nicholas Newhart takes out his colostomy bag and starts swinging it over his head, using it as a weapon. Like a fucking morning star? Like a fucking face? Yes, like Braveheart. (laughs) He's sitting there with a colostomy bag going, you've bled with him, now bleed with me. That's gross. Did he do it yeah. like Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles with his nunchucks and then yell cowabunga at the end? <laughs> and let me tell you something. Let me tell you what they don't teach you at security school. What to do when a guy starts swinging a colostomy bag Dude, like a lasso. You can watch Roadhouse three times in a row and you're still not going to know what to do in that situation. 
that that image in my head with Bob, Bob with the Bob, the bang, the bang, <laughs> yeah. and he's just fucking just going. By the way, like this th- happens at an ICP concert. No one even blinks. This is just Nothing. normal yeah. activity. The security on. guards open their mouths. And just go, <laughs> yeah. They go, hey, Johnny's here again. It's a, it, they know him by yeah. name. Uh, so Johnny Seabags. <laughs> the whole image in my mind is just it's just a masterpiece of a story. It's a masterpiece of of an arrest. Can I get uh, that guy to I, go to dinner with Carl in Nashville? <laughs> it, call me crazy, but I think he's going to be either at the live show or the comedy show. I think this guy, Sweet. he's yeah, no seven death penalties for him. Another funny line is they go. Uh, they made a mayor. <laughs> <laughs> They go, uh, Newhart wasn't very successful in his efforts. Officers were unfazed and managed to subdue him quickly. So now you look like a real idiot. Yeah. Where, where now you're laying there face down next to your colostomy bag and they're cuffing you up and you and you go, man, we started on such the right foot, but we ended on such a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, look, I know you guys are into murder and maiming and killing, but to me, that's a fucking that's Nashville. That's Nashville. Kid Rock Bar, colostomy bag lasso, swinging over your head. USA, USA, and that's USA. the way the news goes. All right. And and last thing I will say. Yeah. You guys are one point away from fucking losing. So no matter what you fuckers think of my preparation skills, no matter what you think of my Jewiness. I know you guys got a drinking game on that goddamn discord where I mentioned Jews and people start drinking. That's fine. But vote for these vote for mine. So these fuckers lose and we can have a nice challenge in Nashville and everybody can be happy. Thank you. Wow. Or did he drops the mic? I don't think you realize. <laughs> well done. What Shuley. a polarizing figure. Mr. Shuley is well done. We'll Shuley. see what happens here. We'll see what happens here. But uh, great creep, Shuley. Thank you. Congressman's people. One more question. question. (laughs) I'm impressed. Uh, I thought that was a brilliant presentation. Very good. Carl, are you ready for some voicemails? I am. You Uh, got a sponsor this week? We do. They're brought to us by our sponsor, the City of Syracuse. The Creepoff voicemail segment is brought to you by the City of Syracuse. We are happy to announce that we are now Carl's exclusive source of income. See you in Syracuse. <laughs> so I'll uh, explain something real quick. What I spent my morning doing was taking down Patreon episodes of Who Are These Podcasts that were DMCA strike by uh, our friend Cedric John Melendez. You know, the folks at uh, the folks over at uh, Syracuse sent us a second theme for this oh. week. If you want to hear it. Sure. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Even we won't hire John Melendez for comedy. See you in Syracuse. That's great because they've hired me, so they uh, for them not to hire him. Oh, that's Syracuse a real hires snuffing. everyone. Trust me. I know. Vinny even performs in Syracuse. Oh yeah. And ironically, they hire everyone, and nobody enjoys it. <laughs> the I audience, the comics. Met- a comedian who goes, oh, I love the funny boat in Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, every time you hear a comic from they go, they go, uh, I'm doing uh, D.C., I'm doing Boston. Syracuse, I'm coming back. <laughs> uh. By the way, I just want to point something out. This will all be cut out in posts. There's no Absolutely. way Vinny's going to be bad-mouthing a comedy club and leaving it in the show. 
You want to bet? I'll be I'll be shocked. All right. Uh, it's staying in, buddy, just because you said that. I know. That's why I did that, just to call you out. So uh, let's start off with some voicemails. Here we go. Hey, fellas. My name's Jesse. I'm your only listener from Arkansas. I just had an idea for the Wheel of Consequences. The idea is you have to fly to L.A., live stream yourself going into the Pickwick Pub, and introducing yourself to Stuttering John. Mm. How about it? I think it'd be kind of hilarious. You know, maybe he'll punch you in the face. It'd be especially funny if he punches all of Carl's bean teeth out of his face. But anyway, thank funny? you. Fuck What's you. funny about Bye. that? Your bean teeth is funny. Sir. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? Th- there's a problem with that, uh, Jesse. The issue could be, like, what if he's not there? Right. He, can't, he hangs out at this place called Scotland Yard yet now. And, uh, what if he's not there? Where else is he going to be? He'd be in a different be? bar is the only place, other place he'd be. I mean, just look for bars within walking distance of a Home Depot. Well, that's the other thing. You think the Scotland Yard is far away? No, it's from- not. No. The reason why I bring this up, Shuey, is because yesterday I was thinking about how he hangs out at a place called Scotland Yard, which rhymes with tard. And we had all of these parody songs and nobody connected those dots. So now I got to do a new contest. Start all over again. <laughs> hey, Carl, what if uh, what if we made this really fucking vile and you have to go to the Pickwick Pub, ask them which bar stool John always sits in, Ooh. and you have to go sniff the stool? <laughs> I like I like what you came up with. You'd be able to find which stool it is because it's yellow on the ceiling above yes. it. <laughs> it's just a stink, <laughs> a stink mark <laughs> on the ceiling. But uh, I don't know, buddy. I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah. I've Here's fl- my thing. Yeah, go I, think, I think we need to reach out on the down low to management at Pickwick, all right? Have have a good conversation with them. Tell them, hey, I I have a huge podcast, got tons of numbers. I'd love to advertise for your for your bar. Okay. And and offer them free commercials and go, "All I ask for in return is you put this cardboard cutout of me up at the bar and send them a picture of me. I don't give a shit. It doesn't have to be you. Yeah. It just anything that would trigger him." Yes. Like like we somehow got to infiltrate his life, you know what I mean? No, I, I like the idea of it, of it happening slowly. Like all of a sudden, yes. there's just like an eight by ten, like in the bathroom yes. or something, and then like the next day, there's a poster on the wall for WATP, and then, and the then a day, month later, the next WATP live show from the Pickwick Pub. Right, that'd but, be hysterical. But it's gonna be one of those things where, like, because he's so wet brained. He, w- he won't even realize it until like a month in. He's like, wait, what th- what's going on here? Everything in here is all my enemies. <laughs> is, th- is that a poster of, of a guy holding my decapitated head in the men's room? <laughs> he would never put together, that guy kind of looks like me. He's handsome, yeah. and then he'd walk out. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. All right. Is that my brother's suit framed hanging on the wall? <laughs> that, that would be an amazing piece of memorabilia. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That fucking suit. All right. Uh, next voicemail. Here we go. Hey, So, Vinny, your joke last week gave me a little, little spark. So, I wrote a song. It's not finished. Needs some work, and I'm not a singer. So, <laughs> voice of an angel. With the face of a victim, making out with a troll with a mouth full of stones. And the unfortunate Jenny got the scars of the century. Now we only get to know the voice of her soul. As far as I got. Fuck it. It's beautiful. Feeling it. It's beautiful. Good work, my friend. Yeah, stop selling yourself short, buddy. You're both songwriter and performer. Yes. 
Carl, this message is... You should is move to Nashville and make a career <laughs> get a Get a colostomy bag and move out to Nashville. <laughs> get plastic surgery, too. Uh, Carl, this one's for you. Um, hey, Carl. This is the band Ween. Oh, hey, Ween. Both of us. Cool. This is what we sound like. Yeah. Uh, Dream Police is the only acceptable version of the Scum Parade song. Mm. All the rest of them suck. Okay. I'm not saying, you know... Don't make a new one. I'm just saying, you have never surpassed the first one. That's true. Mac tonight is garbage. Oh, that's not true. Goodbye. I love the Mac tonight one. Let me see. Is it this one? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just for you, sir. That's the one we'll use today. Uh, I disagree. Driving Are we going to the segment? No. Oh, okay. But. We got a couple more. Here we go. This is another suggestion for the Wheel of Consequences that actually might work. Hey, I'm just uh, going through the back catalogs and of WATP and the Creep Off. Uh, episode 249 at 2705. Carl says he would never, ever, ever watch Expecting Amy. So that sounds like a good Wheel of Consequences uh, item. Good deal. <laughs> I think instead of like we we bring back the creeps and roses consequence where I had to do the bachelor podcast, but you have to do a podcast about expecting Amy. What is expecting Amy? What, I don't even know what they're talking about. What's it's going Amy on? Schumer's show about her pregnancy. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, no, it's, no, we're not doing that. You have to watch every episode of that. Do a companion podcast to every episode fuck of expecting you. Amy. That that's not happening. Or you have to watch one of my uh, streams where I play Call of Duty. And oh, no, no, all right, no, no, we're not. These are these are too much, guys. I didn't sign up for this. We got a lot of good voicemails this week. Here's another uh, interesting suggestion. Hey, this is my idea for the Catch a Predator reboot creep off edition. As soon as they walk in, the decoy says, "Hey, I have to tell you something. I'm actually 18 or 19. Are, are you still interested?" And if he says yes. We see what happens, but if he walks out and leaves, that's when the cops get him. Vinny, Winnie. Um, that's so. So we're arresting people for turning down eighteen-year-old pussy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If he shows, he's like, "This is false advertising." And storms out <laughs> off. That's when you get pounded by the cops. That's actually that's a guy. Brilliant. That's a guy who did a bong load as he was dialing. Yeah. And by the time he exhaled. Uh, and started talking the idea just it crossed over lanes are you dude that's brilliant though that's like the netflix reboot of to catch a predator that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life so if uh there's a girl who looks like she's 14 but she says she's 18 (laughs) it's a yes all day long i i I don't know why you think that they're gonna be like oh well screw this Hey, I got a great idea, guys. Check this out. Guy walks in, decoy shows up. She's like, listen, I'm 24, but I'm really hungry. You want to grab a bite to eat? And if he's like, yeah, let's go eat, then we see what happens. Dude. <laughs> we and see then- what happens. <laughs> I love that this guy, he's, just, he's pitching a porn. He's yeah, like, exactly. Hey, we see where it goes, dude. Whatever. I, think, I think when these guys who are trying to hook up with 13-year-old girls on the internet, we should reward them with some 18-year-old hot pussy. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the right way to call politics. Oh no, we make them ugly. We make them ugly. They look like Shuli. <laughs> yeah, they look. All of them look like Shuli. What? Eighteen though? You said? Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually forty-seven. And she has a cigarette. <laughs> See what he does. Right. And you're like, are you gonna do better than this? That's what you gotta ask yourself. <laughs> Gentlemen, are you ready for a scum parade? I'm ready for a yeah. scum parade. Carl, I guess hit the music. 
like that too, but I got to tighten that one up. Telling you that for years. Uh, now, let's start down in uh, Florida, shall we? Yep. A 39-year-old man is accused of forcibly kissing a minor on the lips in a Florida locker room. Yeah. Well, can That's... we hear the whole story, please? <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Let me, let me what give was you he wearing? Little... <laughs> Already with the finger pointing. We don't know. <laughs> well, let me also add that this man also claims he used to be the son of God. James Trevor Byron Thompson was arrested Monday after allegedly cornering a boy in a crunch fitness center, talking about love, being a vegan, and asking for a hug. He also told the victim that he was Jesus Christ in another life. According to a Pinellas County arrest affidavit, the report said the victim tried walking past the much larger suspect. The guy's six foot two, 240 pounds. The kid was stopped several times from leaving the locker room. Police say a witness saw Thompson engaging his alleged victim, but couldn't confirm the man had blocked him from passing. But apparently he grabbed this kid and slipped him the tug. Could you imagine if this really was Jesus reincarnated and it turns out Jesus is a pedophile? Like yeah. the entire Catholic Church is like, see? They're like they're totally vindicated overnight. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, I'm telling you, Jesus is at crunch. He works out. He's there <laughs> yeah. Wednesdays and Thursdays. And it's like, and it just goes to show how hard it is to have good conversation in a gym. You yeah. know, you just it's so tough. Uh, this guy, what did he open up with? He was he was it was like something ridiculous he's talking. And it's just, you know. And eventually you run out of shit to talk about and you jam your tongue down. The right. kid's throat. Gym etiquette was very different in ancient Judea. Yes, that's also true. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, a Facebook page belonging to James Trevor Byron Thompson, who goes by the nickname Tree Bear, makes claims that he is Jesus in my last life. And he has a website, uh, KingTreeBear.com. Oh, mm. OK. And uh, I've already bored you guys enough with enough details. But if you want to have a good time. That site's fucking crazy. You'll enjoy it. Crazier okay. than a guy with four and a half names. That's it. <laughs> That's it. A father. Mm. This is a fun story, guys. Remember how we always tell you, you don't don't fuck with kids ever because yeah. there's going to be consequences. There will always be consequences. Yeah. A father who abused his own baby so badly his legs had to be amputated was held hostage in his cell and beaten with tins of tuna by two fellow inmates. <laughs> These two Ooh. guys were like, oh, you did what to this kid? And they just grabbed their socks, a couple cans of tuna. Yeah. And they fucking I've always said I've always said they should do a Shark Tank show with just prisoners as the guys pitching because they they are so inventive and so they resourceful. Are. Yes. And it's like, you know, you name it. They'll find a way to kill you with it. It's, it's surely I was thinking the same thing. I'm like. Could these guys have just like ass raped this guy to send a message? Sure, easily. I mean, that's the thing that you do sometimes. These guys are like, yeah. let's think outside of the box on this. How yeah, else? I mean, hey, we're gonna only... have dinner soon. We got to open these cans of tuna. I don't see, I don't see a can opener anywhere. Oh look, look at his forehead. Yeah, not only are you suffering a brutally painful and slow death, but then you reek of tuna oh, the yeah, whole time. It's just like. <laughs> And that lukewarm room temperature tuna juice. Yeah, kill me. Rape me, please. He had 12 teeth knocked out after two prisoners attacked him with socks full of tuna tins. Uh, so he's serving a 10 year term for child. Good band cruelty. name, by the way. Tuna tins. Tuna Just saying. Tins. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, Carl's going to steal that. <laughs> what was your band I was listening to the other day? Popped up on my iTunes, Carl. Dark Nemesis. Dark Nemesis, yeah. That yeah, was that was another one of Carl's bands that yeah. I don't think he talks about much. 
No, but you can find that on Spotify wherever you get music. Because we had some good tunes. That was a fun one. We had had one. It was uh, Pitbull with AIDS. Never really took (laughs) off, but we tried it. So he beat the shit out of his kid when he was just four months old in his flat in Kent. Uh, The kid suffered severe injuries, including hip dislocation and head trauma, which forced surgeons to have to amputate both legs at the knee. All right. So I read that sentence and I was like, I did too. Can we get a second opinion on this? So because of a a hip dislocation, they had to take off both of his legs below the knee. Why? I think he just had bad parents who were there for the good side. It was like the dad was being arrested. He's like, just do what you got to (laughs) do. This kid's got a severe concussion. We're going to have to take all his toes off. Like, what? All right. Okay. So, so. Uh, also some bloodletting. We'll probably do some of that, too. Okay. <laughs> right. You're the doctor. Right. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's all the rage. Leeches. Let me <laughs> yeah. sit down. We're going to go over Man, this. his hip is really fucked up. I'm thinking a lobotomy for this kid is probably the right way to go. We're going to have to take him out back. Uh, <laughs> say your goodbyes. <laughs> he just has a cold. I don't know what's he going did. on here. Yeah. <laughs> He's prescribed some medicine, or what are we doing? So both of these guys, Michael Stewart and Nathan Odgers, they had their uh, sentences extended for this, but they had him in there for two hours and just beat him mercilessly. I like that the report includes the damage that was done to the tuna cans. Yes. Yeah. That's what I needed to yeah. know. But yeah, but how about like banged up with the tuna cans after this? Oh, they were ba- they were banged up pretty bad. They're, They're banged up, but you could still buy them. It still scans the yeah. QR code. Oh uh, no, we still put them in the recycle bin afterwards. Don't get me wrong. Oh no. What are we gonna waste food <laughs> yeah, on top right. of everything else? You guys want to take a stop over in Thailand? Hold on a second. I want to talk about this kid beating the shit out of his uh, four month old yeah. toddler. I think if you do something that awful, you should be forced to live with Amber Heard. Like we need to have some more creative sentencing in this country. I love that. Just your side of the bed is just one pile of shit. Just one giant <laughs> pile of shit. Yeah, that'll dissuade some people from some shitty behavior. Just you know, what is this memory foam? Kinda. <laughs> I remember that corn. All right, I had, I had to work in an Amber Heard reference. Go ahead, Vinny. Yeah, good, <laughs> you were good, saying good stuff. We're moving on to Thailand. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Carl. I'm that made twenty bucks. That made twenty bucks from chat. They challenged. I'm going to get a note after the money. show from Vinny. I can I can see it now. <laughs> a naval officer in Thailand has been arrested after video footage of him went viral. In the video, he was allegedly forcing trainee Marines to drink human semen. Oh, that old gag. Welcome to the Navy, boys. <laughs> Guys, I I hate to be the slippery slope argument guy here, but, you know, we let the gays in. (laughs) Next thing you know, (laughs) go figure. (laughs) This is in Thailand. (laughs) So it was filmed at a naval training camp uh, in October, but it surfaced last week. It reportedly shows a Navy instructor pushing conscripts as he forces them to drink semen mixed with fish sauce. Oh, can we 86 the fish sauce, please? That's Here, disgusting. Here's my impression. Give me the call. Let's get rid of the fish sauce. <laughs> here's my impression of me in that squad. You ready? Is we go. Can we just run or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Can I just like do laps? I know I, I, th- I know I, can I be thought we were supposed to learn how to swim with weights on us and yeah. shit or something, dude. So here's the fucked up part. Do you guys have any tuna cans you can put in a sock or something? Where, where's where's the bell? I can ring the bell and go home. Like fucking every movie. You can't though, because military conscription in Thailand is a mandatory practice. So you right. have to go. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, men 21 Damn. and over are subject to an annual lottery system. So they drew your number. You're not a volunteer. So you're saying that your dad's like one day you're going to have to call answer the call for your country and drink gum. So be ready. <laughs> I'm ready, dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to be into it. <laughs> you just have to do it. You're not supposed to be excited about it. Hi, I'm a- <laughs> daddy. I'm a patriot. <laughs> I'm a spit covered Thai soldier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was very funny. Did you notice in this article that you sent along to us, Vinny? There's a whole paragraph about how semen is good for you, and I think it was written by the author. Like if his girlfriend happened to read this article or something. Right. By the way, semen actually has a lot of great nutrients and it's really good for your skin. It has serotonin and melatonin, which enhances <laughs> yeah. mood. Yeah, it enhances your mood. Like, why is that a part of this article? No, it enhances my mood, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit out of place in this thing. Uh, it's like the old Jackie joke of the guy walking in the sperm bank with the gun and, and he goes, the mask, and he goes to the woman, drink that. She drinks it and he takes off his mask. It's her husband. He goes, see, it wasn't that bad. Right, <laughs> As opposed to his new joke? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, good, that good, old good. one he used to tell. All right, yeah. uh, let's go to London, shall we? We are uh, on our last story of the day. A vile undertaker posed for pictures next to corpses and asked another man to the mortuary to have sex with a dead body. He was sentenced last week. Nigel Robinson Wright said he would give the man crystal meth to engage in necrophilia at the Chapel of Rest in London. All right. As the libertarian on the show, yeah, I feel uh-huh. that I need to say that this is free trade among consenting adults. I don't know why the law is getting involved in this. Everyone seems to be happy at this exchange. Doesn't the corpse become property like of the family? You're not allowed to fuck it. I gotta, oh, you're I, one of those, Vinny? You know I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Vinny, Ron Paul never talked about that, so I'm going to need to do a little bit more research now. He didn't explain to me what to do I, with uh, fucking dead bodies. I heard that Rand Paul has a journal about it. Okay, I'll check that out. Then. So, uh, Nigel Robson Wright. Uh, he would regularly chat with pedophiles and animal abusers on the internet, the uh, prosecuting attorney explained to the court. He was 42 years old. He also had an interest in dead bodies using military-grade encrypted chat rooms. He also arranged to meet a pervert who was offering a toddler to be raped. Okay, hold on a second. That's not the definition of a pervert. Yeah. This, this what pervert is, Carl? What offering, is? Offering a toddler to be raped? That's a criminal. It's not a pervert. A pervert's like fun. Oh, the neighborhood pervert. You know, it's kind of fun. We all laugh. This guy is a monster. It's a little bit different. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> And what and what are the odds that that a guy who's into kid rape just has a toddler available? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like the planets aligned for this to fucking happen. <laughs> well, turns out that all of these things are being uh, monitored by the government. Online chats between the two men led them to the funeral director. Officers visited Robson Wright in his home, and they discovered that he was in possession of indecent images, and there was very disturbing images. Extreme pornography was discovered involving torture and sexual abuse of children and animals. The defendant had been in contact with others via social media and had been organizing the commission of sexual offenses against children's dogs and dead bodies. You know why the police intercepted the chat? Why is that? Because it was with Prince Andrew. Got to be careful who you talk to online. Get to a lot of trouble. You know what I like about Prince Andrew? He's cool under questioning. Guy never sweats. Never sweats. Never sweats. He, he used to never sweat. Now he does. But back then. <laughs> what? I'm so <laughs> this never happens to me. What'd you say about the, the children and the dogs? Uh, 
he basically was telling the guy, hey, listen, I got meth. You want to come over and fuck a corpse? Yeah. Yeah. So he is going to prison for quite a while. And that is but what a, what an advertisement for meth, really. Seriously. I mean, I've never done it. I've never had any interest. But like, I can just imagine, you know, your buddies are doing it. And you go. So like, if I do it, what's going to like? Will I be hung over the next day? No, no. But you may want to fuck a kid at some point. And they're like, you know what? I'm just watch you guys. How you about know, that? You, you guys- know, this meth is all right, but it's not fuck a corpse good. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I wish that illegal drugs had marketing campaigns because, like, you know, what would you do for a Klondike bar? You know, I'll, I'll shave off my eyebrows for a treat. Yeah, right. you know, like, what would you do for some meth? I'd fuck that dead guy right there. Yeah. If you, you, you have- can watch. Do you have meth? Because yeah. Line up a corpse and I'll fuck it and then eat the Klondike bar right there. <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> uh, what a creep off it's been today, folks. Oh, uh, this has been great. Shuli Egar from uh, the Shuli Show joining us. Thank you so much, buddy. You are a Thanks delight. Yeah, yes. man, it was fun. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Love you guys. I can't wait to see you next week in Nashville. And uh, and then Vinny and I doing the comedy show. When, it's are gonna you, be... uh, when are you coming in? Are you coming in on that Saturday? I think so. Okay. I think so. If my wife's sick of me, I may come in that Friday. When are you guys coming in? Friday? I'll, I'll be there Thursday. Oh, okay. And we're All staying right. through Monday. So uh, hang well, out. It's only a two-hour drive. Maybe I'll come out Friday and, and we'll hang for a little bit or something. Sounds we'll good. See. Yeah, we'll definitely do, we'll be uh, hanging out Friday. Night I, I'm, sure. I'm going to be there Thursday, too. Yeah. All right. Anyways, <laughs> hey, guys, it's been great. Uh, yeah. thanks, thanks for having Julie. me. All the best. All right, All right Shuli. Uh, right. Carl, remember, folks, uh, Mr. Shu, Mr. Shuli is gone. <laughs> he got the fuck out of here, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, we gave him the we gave him the green light to leave, and he took it. All right, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember to vote this week at thecreepoff.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, the number is five eight five three seven one eighty one zero eight. Shuli, this is my impression of Shuli just now. <laughs> he really fucking bolted out of yeah, here. Yeah, it's fine. All right, so uh, we'll be back next week, possibly. I have an idea for a show next week. Carl. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't know how we're gonna do that. Cause... So here's what, you going to have all your equipment with you down in Nashville, right? I will. Yeah. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna record a very cool scum stream. Okay. But we are gonna release part of it as a regular episode. Okay. The whole episode will go up to Patreon. Okay. I think that'll be fun. You'll get. You'll. We'll make sure you get a good dose of scum next week. We're gonna be traveling next Monday, so sorry guys, but we will be back soon. Cool. All right. Uh, until then, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Uh, WATPLive.com, who are these comics.com, and Gagia. bad you shouldn't do drugs alcohol is bad you shouldn't drink alcohol ciao bella may your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures <laughs>